pour yourself a drink. It's time for our favorite podcast. We're going to get pissed. Never gets old, that noise. <laughs> it always starts my podcast off very well. <laughs> so, Lissa, I think we should start off by telling everyone how adventurous you were this past weekend. Yeah, so if anybody knows me, they know that I do not drink wine. I hate wine. I think it's disgusting. Um, Smells like throw up. It just reminds me of bad times. Do not enjoy it. Zero out of ten. So this weekend, I just decided why not I'll try wine again. So I did. How'd that go? It was not awful. I have to say... I had a, what did I tell you it was called? No, you had a rosé. I had a rosé, and I watched The Grinch, and it wasn't bad. I had two glasses of it, and then I think that was on Friday night, and then on Saturday, I had another glass of it. And that time, because I guess I had convinced myself Friday night that it wasn't so bad, Saturday, I could, like, actually enjoy it a little bit. And turns out it does not taste like vomit. I've been telling you this our entire friendship. (laughs) So I'm really proud you've come over to the dark side. Well, I think I was just maybe not trying the right thing. Because I've tried, like, dry wine. And that does taste like vomit. And, like, (laughs) the red ones are disgusting. So that that little rosé, I think it was a nice introduction for me again to wine. So what you're saying is you like the sweeter white and rosé kind, not the dry red. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Like, really, the only wine I had before that was, like, Franzia. And... Oh, well, that's not even real wine. Well, one time in college, one of my friends, she always drank Franzia. Like, whenever we would go out to parties and stuff, she had her bag in her backpack Franzia bag and um I decided one time I was gonna do a tour de Franzia solo and Mm. ever since that I was not able to drink a wine again like it just reminded me of head in the bowl like um vomiting like not a fun time yeah, wine is one of those things and I think I told you this while we were texting back and forth while you were having this um, like wine is one of those things that you cannot chug. Yeah. Like, I was like, Carol, what do I do? Chugging, <laughs> chugging wine is not a thing. I've tried it many a times. I've done it through a straw. Like it immediately like hurts your throat. It's just not a good idea. Um, no, it's very difficult to, don't recommend that. Well, I didn't know what to do because, like, normally I drink a Truly. You just drink it as you want. Like, it goes down easy. You can drink it, like, whatever pace you want. But you pour, like, right. this tiny little glass of wine. And I'm used to, like, just drinking stuff, like, kind of quick, whatever. Like, I drink ice water pretty fast, too. So I just, like, down mm-hmm. a few gulps of it. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't think this is right. <laughs> no no it was not that's so funny yeah so now Um, I know little mouthfuls not just like take a big mouthful like you would like cranberry juice 
correct. <laughs> wine is also one of those drinks that's um, it's very refreshing in the summertime um, if you drink like a chilled white or a chilled rosé. And then it is also like, well, you won't necessarily like this, but they do have sweet reds. Um, a red wine is really nice around wintertime because it just makes your whole insides warm. It's really I think I need one step at a time here. And I think me like dipping my toe into the wine world and starting with um, this little sweet rosé wasn't bad. You know, I think I can branch out a little bit and try something else next time. Best things are tastings. Best things are tastings because you only get like you get an even a smaller amount and then you figure out if you like it or not. Um, we went to a winery on our honeymoon and mm-hmm. I refused to try any of the wines. I wouldn't even like I wouldn't even smell it. It was so disgusting. Like the whole room smelled like <laughs> a wine barrel and I wanted to vomit the entire time. Why would you even go to a wine tasting on your honeymoon if you don't like Because wine? my other half enjoys wine. Uh, you're being supportive. Yeah, being supportive. <laughs> but So, with your wine, you guys had charcuterie boards, didn't you? Yeah, some meats and cheeses. So, I was flipping through Instagram the other day, and I found, well, a friend of mine posted, and I then saw the post. But they are different kinds of breakfast charcuterie boards. And I'm now obsessed. You know what? I think I might have seen that. They put like mini pancakes and like bacon and stuff. Waffles. Yeah. One's like donuts. One's bagels. One's French toast. One's waffle. I was just like, this is amazing. You know what, though? One thing that like grinds my gears about that is that charcuterie literally is meats like in french it just means meats so it's not technically a charcuterie board to me it's more of a smorgasbord there we go that'll work i don't care what you call it i just want one (laughs) i couldn't care less what you call it semantics anyways but what is a recommendation that you have for the next wine that i try think you should try a riesling Hmm. they tend to be really sweet they're very light um well they can be sweet and a little more dry but you could get a sweet riesling and i think you'd really enjoy it i was gifted a bottle of chardonnay last week and i'm kind of nervous because is that like dry or no doesn't have to be i'm nervous to try it well if you don't like it you can give it to me (laughs) It's like a really nice, fancy bottle, so who knows? Maybe I'll like it. I mean, I'll admit, whenever I go to the wine and liquor store, um, I go up and down the aisle, and I just try to find a bottle of something that's on sale, because the sales change every so often, Uh, so I go to, like, the middle tier, and when it's on sale for $10, I pick it up, bring it home, and Dan and I try it. Have you ever seen the bitch wine? No. Yeah, it's just called Bitch Wine. And I see it at the store, like, every time. And I'm like, man, I would buy that if I drank wine. Only because it has a fun name. But it probably doesn't taste very good. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've never never even heard of that. Oh, there's also Bitch Vodka. I mean, you can cover up Bitch Vodka probably better than you can wine. So I'd probably try the vodka before the wine. 
one time um I got it with a friend for a tailgate and we would like we were walking around with it and we were like drink up bitch and it was so funny like that's amazing <laughs> it really wasn't that funny but to me it was like the funniest thing ever because it was a bitch vodka like we weren't calling them a bitch but we were offering the the bitch vodka at the tailgate party absolutely there was a wine that we got in college a lot and it had a duck on it and every kind of wine the duck had a different costume what? so we would go like searching the stores for like different bottles so that we could collect the different duck we didn't care what it tasted like we were just like we like wine it was like probably eight dollars a bottle <laughs> and that's what we did we also found a bottle of tequila that the i mean it was a screw off top but the 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 top of it was a sombrero what so we got that a lot I feel like that's what I do. I walk around and I find like the funnest looking thing or with the funnest name. And that's what I get. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Every time. I'm not really brand specific when it comes to my beverages. I am brand specific when it comes to vodkas. But that's about it. Nope. Not I. I just feel like my life is too short to drink real vodka. Like, I'm almost 30. I can't be drinking Burnett's. Like, I just, I can't do it. Oh, I don't, I don't drink Burnett's. Like, I'm not buying that. That, that was for a specific time in my life and I've passed that and never going back. <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm like, I, well, I really like, my liver can't handle it. <laughs> I feel like I really like Tito's. That's just like my go-to get the Tito's. Tito's is just so easy. Yeah. I mean, Belvedere vodka is good too. I prefer Grey Goose over Belvedere personally. I'll be honest. They both taste the same to me. Belvedere was just the first thing that came to mind. Oh, I can tell the difference. I don't know why, but definitely can. I remember taking a shot of Grey Goose one time and they were like, it's so smooth. It's going to be great. Now, granted, it was significantly better than Burnett. Oh, yeah. But I was like, it's still vodka. Like, it's still going to burn when it goes down. I don't care if you paid $80 for the bottle or $10 for the bottle, as long as it does the trick. <laughs> like, but Grey Goose will sneak up on you. Like, I was drinking um, vodka cranberries before, like, I went to a concert, back when concerts were a thing. And <laughs> I had two. So 2019 of you. <laughs> I know. I had two. And normally, like, I would drink, you know, two vodka cranberries whatever and I'd be fine and I like looked up and all of a sudden everything was like spinning I was like whoa that's so funny I know it just like it hits you before you even know it because you don't like feel it until it's hits you I guess oh yeah I always thought that my tolerance was significantly better than what it was (laughs) because I would just drink until I was drunk like I didn't pace myself in any way shape and form yeah like to get drunk it was just like I'm not drunk yet I must need another drink like I'm an idiot it's fine I think I don't do that now but I did oh like in college yeah I feel like I would do that too or like you get to the party late and you try to catch up and then it all goes downhill oh the worst thing in the world was playing catch Yeah. Because you caught up and then surpassed everyone. <laughs> it was like Usain Bolt. 
yeah. Usain Bolt was a drinking talent and like skill, I would have surpassed. That's amazing. Everything, <laughs> but <laughs> that—that's not how this works. Oh man, no. <laughs> so, let's get into the episode because we've derailed ourselves per usual. I know um, we did that off the bat. It is that time of year. <laughs> um, yeah. But is that it is that time of year where it is cuffing season. Yeah, and if you don't know what that is, that is where um singles are looking to date somebody over like the fall winter season. Yep. Somebody to keep them warm, um, somebody to share like moments with and like every movie will tell you somebody to take home or like zoom I guess this year with your families to avoid all of those embarrassing questions families ask yeah like you do not want to be showing up to Christmas dinner and great aunt Bertha is asking why you're single (laughs) why does she have to be Bertha that's the first name that came to my mind I don't know Ah, love you Bertha (laughs) um well see oh so I have a lot of friends who participated, it seemed, in cuffing season. Or this is like the time of year where they got really, really lonely and they were going on dates to like find somebody to bring home. I'll admit that the years that I was single and it was during cuffing season, I didn't really mind it. Yeah, it's like you ride out hot girl summer all the way (laughs) to uh, single girl spring and it's fine. Well, yeah, and, like, I don't want to bring someone to meet really important people in my life and then just to have him poof by Valentine's Day. Yeah. Because that's when everybody starts to break up. Breakup season is February 1st. Right, because somebody doesn't want to, like, get a heart-shaped gift. Well, that... But I just found it to be fiscally responsible to be single at Christmas, because then I don't have to buy them presents. <laughs> well, if you think about it, too, if you date somebody from, like, fall through winter, by the time Valentine's Day gets there, you've been together a few months, and it's time to either, like, you know, start an actual... Better get off the pot. Start an actual relationship or, you know, move on. So I think most people, after cuffing season... They're not really into that person, like, significantly, so they're just ready to move on. Right. But I still don't understand – I mean, maybe this is why it took me forever to find Dan, but why – because, like, at Christmas, normally, like, you're getting your significant other probably one drastically expensive gift. At least these are the trends. Or, like, evenly gifted out numerous presents that probably equal the same amount as a really expensive gift. And, I mean, why not just save the money and, like, buy an outfit? I don't know. That's my thought process. Am I wrong? Well, I think sometimes people want to get the expensive gift. Then buy the expensive gift that you want for yourself and save the money and don't buy the other person expensive gift. Just buy the thing which you want for you. Hmm. Never thought of that. But I guess you could do that. I want these $300 pair of shoes. I hope he gets them for me, but I'm going to spend $500 on a gift for him or her or whomever. What difference does it make? Why don't you just save yourself $200 and buy yourself the shoes? Who are you dating, first of all? Because I feel like I never spent that much or got that much as a gift. 
Oh, never in my life. I've never spent that much on a present ever. But I did know a girl in high school who we hung out a couple like times. Like we had mutual friends. They got closer. So when I was back in town, they'd hang out. And for her, I don't remember if they were ever married, but they were together for a really long time and they have a little girl together and she's so cute. But I remember she bought him like a $1,500 TV. What? And I was like, that's what I said. I was just like, like in high school? No, we were in college at this point oh. in time, or maybe we had already graduated, but still, I was like, $1,500. I was like, did you guys like put a limit on this? Like, did we talk about this? Or is he going to get you like a $20 necklace from Claire's? <laughs> like, I'm confused. Yeah. Like, no. And, I mean, they're not together now, so I hope she got her $1,500 She back. didn't. No, probably not. I mean, they were together a while after this happened, for oh. sure. It was, I mean, they were together for, like, years after this happened, but... But I feel like that is just... That's excessive. That's a, like... Yeah, she bought him, like, a 4K TV or something. I feel like when you're married, it's a little bit different because you kind of... Nope. Oh. <laughs> well... It's not for me, anyway. <laughs> I definitely know, um, well, also, when you've been together a while and, like, you know what your finances are, you know how much you can afford, like, I don't know. I feel like it's a little right. bit different, but whenever you're just kind of dating, I don't feel like dropping that kind of cash on someone is, I wouldn't have done that. No. No way. I mean, I mean, of course, I'm married now, but, I mean, and Dan asked me what I wanted for Christmas, and I gave him, like, three options. One of them was super practical and what I needed. One was a dramatic want. Um, And then the other one was like, this would be really, really nice. And I already got one of my gifts early. So I got my practical gift. Got that early. What was it? Used it today. A hairdryer. Oh, the Dyson? No. (laughs) I just said I wanted a hairdryer. My hairdryer, we couldn't clean out the back of it. And... I was just going to let it explode um, before I went out and bought a new one for myself. And so that's what I asked for Dan. I am one of the, I, I, this is how I know I'm a grown up. I will ask for my birthday and for Christmas things that I know that I need and want, but that I will never purchase myself. You know what I got for my birthday? What? For my mom. I got a cooling rack for baked goods. Okay. That is what I wanted. I wanted a cooling rack. I love how responsible you are. And then I was, I was also like, I want bunt pans because I make a lot of banana bread. So I got bunt pans. <laughs> and I was so happy. That is so cute. It is a three-tiered cooling rack. I'm so excited to use it because we're doing a cookie swap. And I'll finally get to use it. I'm so excited. What kind of cookies are you making? Um, Santa cookies. That's what they were called. I found it on Pinterest. Oh, wow. I've, I've never made them before. I hope they turn out good. I'm sure they will. See, what kind of presents are you all about Christmas wise? See, I like um, to ask for over the top extravagant things that I know I'll never get. Um, just to see if you get just them? to see if I get them, basically. But I don't know. It's because like throughout the year, I kind of just like if I need something or want something, I just kind of get it, you know. So like. For Christmas or my birthday, I don't know. I just 
I always throw like random stuff out there and see if I get it. <laughs> That's a good way to do it too, though. Yeah, did I think I I can't remember if I talked about this on a podcast. I know I told you about the Christmas list that I made. Yeah, we talked about that on the podcast. Yeah, I it's so funny and um my husband thinks it's like the most ridiculous thing ever. But now it's just kind of turned into a wish list and I'm throwing like anything that I want on there with a link that way I can just like remember for the future. Right. There you go. <laughs> And I mean, it's okay to make a wish list because, like, whomever grants that wish, it could be you or it could be him. It's fine. The fact is that you got it off the wish list. Right. Yeah. And it's like my goals list, like stupid stuff that I want that doesn't really affect my life in any way. Yeah. But that's why it's a want and not necessarily a need. It's okay to want things. Yeah. And that's why you asked them from Santa. Um, so do you have any advice for people during cuffing season and like how to introduce them to their family, like these significant others that may or may not be there for a long time? Um, I don't know, because I feel like each situation is different. Like, do they have a ton of family or are you just meeting like mom and dad? Because like, if you're going and like meeting mom and dad, I feel like it's a little bit more pressure easier I was gonna say harder because if you go to a family gathering and there's like 45 people there it's kind of easier to blend in with the group and like not necessarily have to make small talk for two hours with two people that their eyes are just only on you okay I get that I was gonna say I think mom and dad are easier just for the simple fact that it is a smaller setting to where like you actually get to know them I think it's easier to make like a decision like do I want to pursue this with this person if this could be like my potential so-and-sos and that way you can like remember their names because I feel like if you go to a larger gathering and you meet Aunt Bertha followed by Grandpa Bob <laughs> and then Betty Lou Sue the aunt from Kentucky like, you have to remember so many names, and they're all, they already know each other. So they're just remembering you, where you're remembering all of them, that I feel like that's a little bit more difficult. Yeah, but I also feel like if you feel like maybe this isn't going anywhere as just kind of someone you're spending time with, taking them to one of those gatherings is probably less pressure because then, like, your parents are going to ask you every time you talk to them, like, how's everything going with, um, John I don't know you know and then you have to explain like oh I don't we're not dating and then I don't know I feel like it leads to more questions that's fair I mean not even during cuffing season but there was a point in my dating life where I was on like a two-week rotation with people (laughs) and it would be like seeing Joey for two weeks and wouldn't talk about him week one week two I would bring him up like in casual conversation and by week three it would be like how are things going with Joey? And I'd be like, mm, Joey got the boot. And like, it was just like this rotation yeah. for a while. And everybody was like, what is happening? And I was like, well, I'm not sleeping with them. So what difference does it make? Like we go out to dinner three times. I find out that I don't like him or he pisses me off and we're done. Like yes. there was no time invested. I think that that is a good way to do it though, because it gives you a chance to like 
meet people, but also kind of figure out what you like and don't like out of people. Well, also, if you realize within that such a short period of time and there's just something fundamentally about them that you don't like, don't stay in it. I don't care if it's cuffing season. Like, I don't know. I'm... I also have to say that I am very fortunate in the fact that my family never put pressure on me to find somebody. Mm, yeah. Like people would ask, like my grandparents would be like, have you been really nice? Like, or are you seeing anyone? And like my grandparents would ask, we were all married for over 50 years. So of course they're going to ask that question because by the time that like they're asking this, I'm 27. They've had a whole house by then. Like, mm-mm. And I'm like, I'm yeah, figuring out my dream job. Love you. Type of thing. And I was like, no, you'll be fine. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice. I feel like so many people put pressure on their kids to like settle down, have a job, have kids, get married, all this like, and we still don't really know what we're doing. Well, I think it's also really nice that my my personal experiences but I have friends who like would date somebody and I mean it might be like for like a year but that family was still so latched on to that person that my friend could never move on and I always thought that that was weird I was like why why are you not on your own kid's side on this breakup like I would date people and I'd break up with them and my dad would be like, thank God. And I was like, what? (laughs) Can you like tell me this when I ask you if I, if you like them or not? Cause they'd be like, oh, they seem nice. Oh, thank God you broke up with that person or thank God that's over. And I'm like, you could have said that months ago. (laughs) Well, he wanted to support you and he didn't want you to feel like he was being negative. I wanted him to be honest is what I wanted. So, well, honey, you have to figure it out for yourself. And I was like, why? If you already know it's wrong. I think that that's so important, though. Like, for him to do that for you, it led you to, like, see things for yourself. Because if he would have been like, no, absolutely not, it might have put you closer to that person instead of you realizing that's it. That's true. You know? I mean, we would always then, like, dive deep in and be like, well, why didn't you like this person? What did you see that I didn't see? Um. One guy I dated, my brother didn't like him either. And um, I was like, well, what was wrong with him? They're like, he was a really nice guy, but he was just like riding your coattails. And I was like, what? Mm. (laughs) Awkward. So it was just always very interesting. I had this friend who's parents basically like pressured her to be in like super committed relationships like even in high school so she was always dating somebody and it was always like super serious and then she would break up with somebody and then immediately be in like another super serious relationship and it was like her mom anytime that she would break up with somebody her mom would be like it's your fault basically like How could you let that happen? Like, you need to do this and this. And it was very strange because I can remember being in, like, 10th grade and being like, what is going on? Like, 
I don't know. I even thought it was weird. I always thought it was weird in high school and... when people went on vacation with other families. Yes, or they were allowed to have like sleepovers at their boyfriend or girlfriend's house. I thought that was so right. weird. I wasn't even allowed to have a boy at my house, let alone like spend oh, yeah. the night. Absolutely not. It. I was like, well, it baffled me. Um, I had, I had a college roommate, so I'm gonna kind of roast her a little bit here. But every guy that she's ever <laughs> been with has been the one. Like, the Aww. one sent for her, who she's been waiting for her whole life, picture perfect, everything. And they've always been her best friend. And I'm like, what? So she was in Colorado the same time I was in Colorado. And when my mom left, this girl and I, we hadn't spoken in some years, but we were roommates and we were always friendly. And we went and got drinks to just like catch up on life because only through social media have we been like keeping tabs. And she's telling me about, mm-hmm. I was like, and I just felt, I, of course, I just flat out asked her. And I was like, so what's going on with your dating life? Because on social media, it looks like a hot mess. And <laughs> she explains all these things to me. And she's like, he's my best friend. Like, I couldn't let it go. Blah, blah, blah. I, I shared so many things with him, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, don't you have, like, a group of friends that you, like, haven't made out with that you can, like, go to to have, like, conversations about this person or just, like, not with them? Yeah. And she was like, no. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to be that person for you because you're psychotic and I friends that you haven't made out with that's amazing just bad I like I got the bartender involved everything and you are so embarrassing just remind me if I'm ever going through turmoil do not include you you. I'm like the best person to knock you out of it (laughs) anyway um so I saw a TikTok the other day and it said something about, it was this guy and he was like girl evolution uh, or like a revelation or something. And it was like, I have this friend who whenever she dates a guy, she's always like, he's my whole world. I love spending time with him. Girl, you were just with another dude two months ago. Who's your whole world. What are you building? A solar system? And I died. Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) I know. What is this? A solar system? Exactly. You know what? Anytime that that happens, I think about that too, because like how are uh, not everybody you date is going to be the one and that is okay. And I think people sometimes forget about that and they think like, oh, I have to make this No, you work. don't. And you don't. I, I have never been able to wrap my mind around that concept. Like, of course, I've wanted it to work. But if it's fundamentally not gonna, one, I'm not going to stick around and you shouldn't either. Two, I'm also not going to introduce you to my most important people. Now, granted, when I was dating anybody, really, and even Dan, now my husband, meeting my family is something that you cannot avoid. Like in high school and growing up and even in college, like I went to, I like I moved home. I lived at home, like. You want to come hang out? You want to pick me up? Like, my sister's probably going to answer the door. So, like, (laughs) sorry. It's just a fact of life. And, I mean, it's just one of those things. 
so I mean even in high school I was like my parents are going to pick me up because I don't have a car or things along those lines so like if you want to ride home because you don't have a car either well my mom's taking us which means our moms will probably interact <laughs> like you cool with this or do you want to ride yeah. home with so-and-so because it's not something we can avoid because <laughs> I remember people like keeping significant others like secret because they're like oh they can't meet my parents it's such a big step I was like you're eight what do you mean <laughs> very weird <laughs> but yeah cuffing season I think it's just best to be honest with your family and saying no doing me right now this is all you get <laughs> yeah yeah and hopefully they would be supportive of that you know like if you just even if you don't want to include that person like in your family holiday that's okay too like you don't have to feel just because you're casually dating somebody that they have to be included in like your family life, you know, you can keep And I it think separate. that's something that you should tell them is that you're just casually dating. Like, that's okay. And they don't need to meet somebody that you're casually dating because you haven't figured out if they're really worthy of meeting those people yet. Yeah. I just think that that's yeah. okay and allowed. Um, what about, like, jobs? Like meeting families, because I know families talk about jobs a lot. They talk about two things at the holidays, dating and jobs. Yeah. The first thing they say, oh, so what are you doing for work? And are you seeing anybody? <laughs> Not how are you? It's so good to see you. I've missed you. No, it's never that. Give me the 411 on your life. Are you successful? <laughs> I to know, my like the most intimate things. <laughs> right, I know. Uh, yeah I don't know like especially when you're in your 20s and you're kind of still feeling out what you want to do like maybe you just graduated or you're trying out a different career path sometimes um, people can put pressure on you to be super successful right away and you know that's okay if you're not and maybe just being honest with your family like oh I'm trying out something new right now like I want to see if I like mm -hmm. it Hopefully they would respect that. Well, I also think it's important that if the person who's asking you that question is somebody who has what you're looking to achieve. Because if it's your unemployed uncle who's asking what you're doing <laughs> and giving you judgment based off of your career choices, well, they're unemployed. So whatever it is that they're telling you to do, you should probably not. You know what? I never thought about that. Like taking advice from people who you want advice from. I think that's really important because it's super easy to just like get caught up in what everyone wants you to do versus like what you want to mm -hmm. do. Now, yeah. I have a lot of people like who are very successful in what it is that they do, but they've done very different career paths. So I enjoy their insight on certain things. But there's also certain things that I don't enjoy their insight on. Like I have very successful people who are in my life who have great jobs and they've achieved a lot of things professionally. And I think that's amazing. And I take that advice. But they have terrible relationship advice because they're not in a relationship. <laughs> but they want to give you your two cents. Well, it's like, well, 
if you're so great at this, why aren't you in a relationship? And if you don't want to be in one, that's fine. But then you can't give me advice on anything because you're not in it and vice versa. Some people have great relationships, but they've done really terrible things in their careers. And like, so I just think it's like you said, taking advice from people who have achieved what it is that you're looking to achieve in that space. But it also goes to show you that you can really only get all your advice in one place. And that's the truly honest podcast. (laughs) But yeah, so I think just thinking about what you need for yourself and then just conveying that, especially when you're an adult, it's really all you can do, especially in cuffing season and around the holidays. I think it's important to just be really transparent about what you want with whom you're cuffing with and to your family. Agreed. Well, that's all the wisdom we have for today, folks. (laughs) (laughs) So um, last week, whenever we talked about um, the different topics and we had some polls on our Instagram, um, you guys really showed out for us and answered those. So... Tell us what the results were, Kara. Um, well, everyone voted no, Jessica, for Love is Blind. Which I am very upset about because, right, that's like- Jessica, if you're listening, you are my homegirl. I will always vote for you. Nope. 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 Absolutely not. <laughs> Jessica is the equivalent to what you think a BK fish is. No, do not ever compare Jessica to a BK fish again. Too late. Um, the best game show um, or trivia show was Jeopardy. Of course. For Ozark, everybody voted for Ruth um, over Wendy. And then if you're getting attacked, this was probably our closest one. Um, okay. Kicking them in the knee one with 57% versus poking them in the eye at 43 Man, but I think poking in the eye is foolproof. I don't disagree. I just think a lot of people are grossed out by eyeballs. Um, and then <laughs> if you're getting kidnapped, asking thousands of questions, one at 64%. What was the other option? Uh, singing in a chipmunk voice. Oh, I don't even know if I could accomplish that. I'll have to try it and let you guys know next Ooh, week. Yeah, try it on your husband. <laughs> And then let me know. He would probably tell me I sounded amazing because he's so supportive. (laughs) Um, So we will put up um, some more polls on our Instagram. If you guys like voting on these, just let us know. Um, But our Instagram is at truly underscore honest KL. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. See everybody later. Yay!